0: LETTER Twenty Six OF A LADY'S LIFE ON A FARM IN MANITOBA BY MRS. CECIL B. HALL READ FOR LIBRIVOX.ORG INTO THE PUBLIC DOMAIN DENVER, AUGUST Twenty First. We arrived here Saturday evening, very tired and not at all sorry to exchange the pullman for a comfortable room and bed, which we had telegraphed for, and therefore not, like so many of our fellow-passengers, obliged to seek shelter elsewhere. The Pullmans are most comfortable, and for a long journey like ours nothing could be so good. But I am glad that in England we don't have either these or the ordinary American car in general use. The publicity is so odious, and one does get bored by the passengers constantly wandering up and down the train, and the boys who pass and repass every ten minutes selling books, newspapers, cigars, candy, and the unripest of fruit, which they are always pressing you to buy, To say nothing of chewing, spitting Americans, one has to countenance all day long. The last four-and-twenty hours of our journeys have been very tiring. The scenery has been so monotonous, endless long undulating plains like the waves of the sea, covered with grass quite dried up, a few flowers, and a bee-shaped cactus. The heat was oppressive, a hot Sirocco wind blowing which obliged us to keep our windows shut on account of the fine alkaline dust. E had her window open last night, and awoke this morning to find herself in a layer of ashes. We skirted the South Platte River most of the time. It was only a bed of shingles, wide and shallow, with not a drop of water in it. These plains, extending for thousands of miles in all directions, are the great ranching or cattle-farming districts, formerly the favorite breeding-grounds and pastures of the buffalo, which, alas, have all disappeared." We only saw a few tame ones amongst the herds of cattle. They have been killed in the most ruthless, indiscriminate way for their furs, and will soon be things of the past. We have wondered much, with the river and every visible stream so dry, how the large herds of cattle and horses were watered, but have since been told that water is so near the surface the herdsmen have no great depth to dig to procure any quantity. We thought we could have made a good pick or two amongst the horses, but we didn't care for long-legged ugly big-horned cattle brutes here and there there was a herdsman mounted on a small indian pony with a high mexican saddle enormous spurs and a long lasso galloping and dexterously turning his animals our train had to pull up several times and whistle loudly to turn the animals off the track there being as usual no rail or protection but pulling up for them was not half as exciting on thursday night when we stopped repeatedly to turn a man off the train, who, not having paid his fare, nor apparently intending to do so, had swung himself in some marvellous way under the cars, hanging on by the brake. Whenever we slackened speed he jumped off, walking quite unconcernedly alongside, but the moment we moved on he got on again. We never knew how far he continued his perilous ride. I fancy that even the officials gave up remonstrating." Anyhow, as long as daylight lasted and we could watch the man, no efforts on their part seemed to make the smallest impression. Three hours before getting into Denver we had our first glimpse of the Rockies, and although they were then only in the blue distance, we were quite excited about them, and at Greeley Station, much impressed on our minds by having read Miss Bird's book just before coming here, we came in full view of Long's Peak, almost wishing Mountain Jim might still be alive to ascend it with us and the whole of the gorgeous range, and quite one of the loveliest sights I ever saw was watching two thunderstorms on either side of the peak break and disperse, whilst the reflections from the sunset glow lit up the rest of the heavens. The railway and Denver City itself is about thirty miles distant from the mountains, but the atmosphere is so clear that they look as if quite within an easy gallop. It is difficult to understand why the town has been built so far from the mountains, situated as it is on a sandy treeless plain it is growing like most of the western towns at a tremendous pace and we are lodged in a luxurious hotel our room on the fourth floor numbers four fifty four we found the avenues of trees lining every street an immense boon this morning in going to church at the cathedral the heat though great is not so oppressive as at either st paul's or omaha but then we are at a height of five thousand feet And this afternoon the air has been cleared by a thunderstorm preceded by a great sandstorm which we watched from our windows encircling the town so thick that mountains and all view was obliterated for the time being Denver is a great resort for invalids, chiefly those suffering with asthma. End of letter twenty six read by sibella denton. All LibriVox files are in the public domain. For more information please visit libriVox.org.